Hello everyone, welcome back to the Unstoppable Dad Project. I need your help. What I need your help with is not the regular stuff that I ask at the start of every episode where we're talking about, you know, liking, sharing, subscribing, jumping on our socials, but help with what it is you would like to hear on the podcast. What topics would you like me to cover off? Are there any guests that you think would be of some value for me to get on here and have a conversation with? What is it that you would like me to go through? Whether that be training, whether that be lifestyle, whether that be parenting, what is it that you would like me to go on this podcast and talk about? Now, bear in mind, this podcast is just me talking about my experience coming from the point of view of somebody who has been coaching people in the health and wellness space for the last decade which means I have come across a broad range of people with different issues that they need to work through, different things that they are looking to achieve. So I have a fairly unique perspective on these things, not only my own personal perspective, but others' perspective. As I mentioned on one of the previous podcasts, and you can go back and listen to it, I did struggle in the early stages of becoming a dad. I struggled kind of keeping it together. I struggled with the idea of who I wanted to be as a father, as a business owner, and as a husband. And and so I've gone through my own personal journey, but I've also been lucky enough to work with and help other people through their journey. So the idea of this podcast was always just to get good information out there, usable information for those of you that are listening to this. So I need your help giving me some ideas on what you would like to hear on this podcast. So the way you can get that through to us, you can jump onto our socials. So the Unstoppable Dad Project on Facebook or on Instagram at the Unstoppable Dad. Send us a message on there. We also have a free Facebook group for dads, um, which will be linked to our Facebook page. So you can jump in there, add yourself to that, pop some questions up. But just give us an idea on what you would like to hear on this podcast so that I can get the information out to you that you would like to spend your time listening to. We are greatly appreciative of your time, taking the time to listen to this and this podcast. But I want to make sure that I am delivering the best value and the best information to you. So if you could help us out by doing that, by going ahead and sending us your questions, sending us your ideas and giving us your input on what you would like us to cover off. That would be greatly appreciative and hopefully help us improve this podcast. Today, I wanted to cover off some movements from a training point of view that I feel all dad or men should be able to do. And this comes about from a conversation that I was having with one of my clients, who is a dad, He's gone through his own journey where he's past that initial stage of starting to train and he's starting to transition into, I guess you would call it phase two or or level two, dad level two from a training point of view, but he's transitioning into that next stage where he's already built the consistency. Now, I've spoken about it on a few of these podcasts where like the number one thing that you need to focus on when you are beginning is just building the consistency. But once you have done that, you'll start to move towards probably wanting to have something more to train for. Now, that will manifest itself in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. And what I'm talking about when I'm talking about move these movements, we're going to separate them into a few different categories. Number one is 
the very basic body weight movements that I feel every capable male should be able to do. Okay, and we're not talking about defending yourself or anything like that. We are just talking about movements that you can do in the gym. If you can't do them already, I feel these should be pretty high on your priority list to start to work towards. Now, this isn't taking into consideration any uh, group that has any special needs that may need to be addressed. So like injury, major injuries or major limitations, we're just talking about, this is a very broad conversation, right? If you want specifics or you've got some specific questions around that, obviously drop me a line and I'm more than happy to go into more detail. We can even do it uh, in a private setting rather than doing it on a more public setting like this. But this is this is broad type information. So providing you don't have any injuries, you don't have any limitations, you know, broken bones, jacked up shoulders, jacked up knees, like bad stuff like that, that really needs to be addressed first. These are stuff that I think that if you are doing a training program, you should be working towards. So that's like number one. Number two would be, the the second category would be kind of more advanced movements where we're talking about, you know, maybe some, we're talking about weightlifting stuff. So squats, deadlifts, presses, things like that. Maybe some good strength benchmarks that you should be at least trying to work towards. But they're going to be specific to maybe somebody who is just just doing training, just training for overall health and fitness, maybe not doing any other sport. Like that's going to be, we're getting a little bit more specific with that stuff, right? So they're the two major categories that we're talking about. So this guy that I, I'm talking about, and I'm not going to mention, I'm going to try not to mention his name so I don't kind of put him in it, but he's gone through that initial stage where he's built that consistency in his training. And I think if you haven't built that, starting to look too far down the road can lead to trouble. It may not. It may actually ignite it and help you build that consistency. But, you know, this is somebody who's already focused on that and we're moving into this second stage. But there are a a few movements that I think a dad should be able to do. Obviously, being able to squat well, being able to do a lunge, so a single leg movement. We're talking about lower body stuff. When I say a squat, that we're not even talking about back squats or anything like that. I, I just mean you're able to go through a full range of motion with that squat. Whatever that looks like. For everybody, it's going to be different. You should be able to lunge. You should be able to do something like a single leg RDL where you're basically balancing on one leg. You should also be able to do a proper bodyweight push-up. Okay, and I I don't think that you should just be able to do one. I think at a minimum, you should be able to do them as a set of 10. 10 unbroken to a cadence, okay? Almost like what, say, for those of you maybe that have had to do like a police entrance exam or a military entrance exam where you're making sure that your chest is touching the floor, there's like a second pause at the bottom. You're pressing out dynamically, you're pausing for a second at the top and you're going through that for a set of 10. I think that that's a good metric. And if you're not there, that is something that you should be trying to actively work towards. Maintaining good position on all of these is super important. But these are just some ideas around things that I think every man should really be able to work towards. The other one is a pull-up. And again, not just one pull-up, a minimum of three. And these are starting points, right? Like these are, you can build your capacity there, but I think at a min- these are minimum standards that I feel you should be able to do. And three good form strict pull-ups. When I'm talking about pull-ups, and some people get confused with the terminology, and this is the terminology for me. And mentors that I've worked with, 
um, or learnt from is this is the common terminology allergy that they use, but some people may have different terminology for this stuff. Pull up is a double overhand grip, okay, and pulling chin all the way over the bar for lockout at the bottom. An underhand grip, so where your knuckles are facing away from your chest. For me, that is not a pull up, that is a chin up. Now, I think it's important to be able to do a chin up, but in my experience, a chin up is easier for a lot of people to do. And the main reason for that is when you do a chin up, you are anteriorly loaded, which means you are utilizing the muscles on the front of your body. So your bicep, your anterior delts and your pecs, which for a lot of people in today's day and age are generally overdeveloped in comparison to their posterior back muscles. So their lats, their scapula, you know, their posterior delts, they are overdeveloped just due to environmental circumstances, computers sitting all day, things like that. So a lot of people tend to find that a chin-up is easier to do than a pull-up, which is why in our training programs, we use the pull-up as a benchmark for something you are trying to achieve because we are testing your pressing strength, your horizontal pressing strength with a push-up and providing you're doing it well, you will still work frontal and back, so anterior and posterior when you do that. But from a body weight point of view, these are movements that I feel every man should be able to do at a minimum. So three strict pull-ups, overhand grip, not underhand grip, full range of motion, full lockout at the top, chin clearly over the bar. Push-ups, set of 10, to a cadence, making sure that you are not snaking the movement, you are holding a nice rigid midline, chest to the floor, full lockout at the top. You should be able to do a good bodyweight squat and you should be able to do some single leg work without it causing you pain. So lunges, step-ups, single leg RDLs, that type of thing. These are bodyweight movements that I think are a good basis and a good foundation for you and for any man to be able to do. And I think that if you can't do those, if you are just training for general health and well-being, your training program needs to prioritize you getting to that level to do that. So that's that's number one. There are other things outside of there from a body weight point of view and from a mobility point of view that I think you want to work towards trying to be able to do, which are a little bit more advanced, but your ability to do those will keep you injury free. And if you're not sure what these are, potentially jumping on YouTube and just typing in and having a look at what they are. But the two, those two movements are a back bridge and a skin the cat. And I think that by able to perform, being able to perform a back bridge properly, so getting to full lockout, hips nice and high, okay, pressing through. So a back bridge is basically, if I can describe it, and like I said, jump on YouTube and Google it if you're really interested or YouTube if you're really interested in what it is, but I'm lying on my back. I'm going to put my palms on the floor with my fingers pointed towards my shoulders, feet on the floor, and I'm going to press my hips up in the air, getting myself to full extension with my elbows locked out, okay, and really opening up. That me that shows that you have good extension through your spine, you have good extension through your shoulders, and your ability to be able to do that generally means you have a good level of mobility so you know your risk of injury is going to be lower that 
also a skin the cat as well too which is where you're using say a set of rings or a pull-up bar and you're basically turning over on yourself and again that's going to make sure you've got good thoracic like your ability to do that shows that you have good thoracic mobility and to be able to do it well also shows that you have a good level of midline strength or core strength as some people refer to it to be able to do those movements they're a little bit more advanced body weight movements that i think that probably not everyone can do to begin with but that's something that you could work towards later on down the track and even with the other body weight movements that we just went through the pull-ups and the push-ups predominantly because they're upper body i think you will be able to get to doing a decent amount and a decent squat uh lunge you know step up single leg movement quite quickly because your legs are bigger muscle groups and it depends on injury history and everything that we spoke about earlier because you know sometimes different things are going to be harder to achieve based off history um but there's some body weight movements that i think as a physically capable man you should be working towards trying to get to okay and some benchmarks like i said the three pull-ups is a minimum benchmark if you can do more amazing three is the minimum and that's for our programs that's what we're aiming to get everybody to the push-ups those 10 should you be able to do more yes i do believe you should be able to do more especially if you're a lighter person like if you're like me and only 75 kilos you should be able to do more pull-ups and more push-ups than somebody who is you know, 100 kilos or 90 kilos. They can be 90 kilos, they can still be lean, but they're essentially pulling more weight over the bar or they're pressing more weight. So there's some body weight movements that I think every man should be able to do. And the the pull-ups, the push-ups, the lunges and the squats. If you can't do those, you need to have them prioritized to be able to do them well within a training program. The back bridges and the skin, the cats, they're a little bit more advanced. For some people, you may be able to attain those really quickly, but for other people, you may need a little bit more structure. And if you haven't attained those other metrics first, you probably don't want to start reaching towards getting to towards those or you want to prioritize those after the other metrics, right? Then from there, I guess the second category of movements that we would like to see people do in our training programs and this is really for this is really only for people who maybe aren't doing a whole bunch of other stuff so like say for example the the amount of weight that you should be able to lift on say a back squat i I think that back squat is the king of all movements okay i think that your ability to do a back squat well it shows obviously good control through your legs it shows good midline control just because you are waiting and you could do it for a front squat but it's a slightly different mechanics when you do it Um, and i think that that's a good thing to do i think doing a bench press as well as much as it's not really functional it is something that can show like a push-up it can show that upper body pressing strength because you can progress a push-up so far. Yes, you can accumulate more volume, but there's a point where you're not able to add any more weight. As a, an overhead press or a military press is another one that you know we generally use in our programs. We also use deadlifts, but we use different variations of it because it does come down to the individual and their injury history. I mean, most of the people that I am working with at this point 
are kind of over the age of 30. And sometimes when you get to that age, like the check backlight and the check knee light comes on, and even though they might have not have any major issues, maybe they can't get themselves into a great position. But that's why I started off with the body weight stuff, because I think the body weight stuff is important to address first, because then you can move into the weighted stuff. And even within the weighted stuff, there are going to be different variations of how you do it. If we take the pressing movements, for example, the bench press and the overhead press, specifically the overhead press, some people really shouldn't be doing it with a barbell, okay? And the reason is they have poor overhead mobility. So going back to the body weight stuff, you know, working with them to try and get something like a skin the cat or getting a back bridge, maybe they can't do those properly. So we dial those back and we do maybe some weighted dislocates. We do some pec release with the lacrosse ball and we press with dumbbells rather than with a barbell, okay? Because they don't have a great overhead position. So to put them there with a barbell, we're going to cause injury. So with the weighted stuff, it is difficult to kind of put benchmarks on there because everyone's going to be dealing, the people that we're talking to are going to be dealing with different things. I think all things being equal and all things being healthy, like being able to do a body weight back squat at a minimum for a set of five is a good standard. Okay, being able to bench press, you know, at least half your own body weight or overhead press half your own body weight for a set of three or set of five at a minimum standard is a super achievable goal if you can't already do it. And that's, again, a minimum standard. Deadlift, individual, okay, whether that be because let's say, for example, you're using a trap bar you might fight, you'll be able to do more than if you're doing a straight bar deadlift. So it's, or, you know, whether it's a sumo or it's conventional or whatever the case might be, that's going to be different. But like the back squat and the pressing, I think they're, they're important metrics for you to be able to do. But we haven't spent a lot of time on the weighted movements. And even though for a lot of our programs and a lot of the programs that I've done in the past, they are very entry, they're, integral parts of our programs they are they are meant for people who are maybe not doing anything else and that doesn't mean you can't use them if you are doing other stuff those trust me like for me doing jujitsu i still lift weights outside of that because you need to in order to keep my body keep my joints healthy and if i don't do it i know the chance of me injuring myself playing my sport or doing my sport goes up exponentially so it's it's important to still do the weightlifting stuff but i think as a minimum benchmark the body weight stuff is a good starting point now some of you will be able to tick that body weight stuff off without even training for it some of you may have to work to get there so if you can tick that body weight stuff off you may want to then start looking towards some of the weighted stuff if you can't, that's a good starting point. That's where you would start. That's where you would be moving towards. So to recap, to go through what we went through, things that I think most men should be able to do or all men should be able to do from a physical standpoint, from a gym movement point of view. Pull-ups, minimum three, minimum three, overhand, not underhand, which is a chin-up. Push-up to a good cadence, okay? Chest to the floor, full lockout at the top at a minimum of 10. 
squat. I'm not putting any minimum on the squat or the single leg work. I just think you should be able to do it and you should be able to do a good amount of them, maintaining good push, posture and position and moving through a good range of motion. A lunge, something like a single leg RDL or a step up where you're doing, you know, so where you're able to kind of display good balance um, on one leg. I think those body weight movements. And then from there, you can move into things that are a little bit more advanced. Again, body weight, back bridge, skin the cats, show a good level of control, flexibility, and stability throughout the whole body. Once you're able to do that, then you can start moving into weighted movements. And that doesn't mean you can't start some of these weighted movements and before you do the other stuff. But if you can do all that, you're going to have less trouble or less issue with injury when you get to that point later on down the track so looking at things like a back squat like a press whether that be with dumbbells or barbells and it be horizontal or vertical you know deadlifts depending on what variation it is what your injury history is may be beneficial as well and they're the simple ones then you can start talking about things like power cleans which are a little bit more complex there is a high technical element there so you will progress on those from a technical perspective a lot slower, whereas the compound lifts you won't. So there's a whole bunch of things you can aim towards in your training. But those bodyweight benchmarks, I think, is something. And and you don't even need access to a gym to be able to get more proficient in those things. All right? That's it. Rambled on about training for quite a while and some benchmarks that you can set for yourself, whether you're on one of our programs or you're not, you can start to work towards. If you need any help with any of that, obviously reach out. As I said at the start of the episode, I do need your help with some things that you would like to hear. So please, please, please let me know what you would like to hear. Let me know what topics you'd like me to cover off or anybody you think would be a great conversation on this podcast. So thanks again for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.